could live <laughs> I said Merry Christmas bubble I'm speaking on the whole world's behalf Yes I Got me a Rick and Bubba hat and cup for Christmas Now all I need your the hour, a brand new hour here on the Cook's Pest Control Best of. I am Speedy, your host. Thank you so much for being with us. Rick and Bubba back on January the 6th. Until then, we're holding Fort down, playing nothing but requests as you get ready for Christmas 2019. Let's jump back uh, a little ways here in the Best of Request. Daddy helping put up Christmas lights. That was the question. Take a listen. Welcome to the program, Wanda. And how are you? Just fine. Monkey grass. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that. I listen to y'all every morning. This is the first time I'm on the air, but I had a question. Okay. Is it, per se, the man, you're talking about hunting and shopping, which my husband is out. He won't shop. But well, anyway. He shouldn't. Uh, is it his deal? Do you help your wives with the Christmas lights or help decorate the tree? I just, I just want to know, is that... Okay. My responsibility, are they supposed to help, or is that just one of those things that is automatic? You know, the mom does okay. and forget it. Okay. And I'm going to turn off and listen to your right. response. I enjoy your show, and God bless y'all. I hope both your families have a wonderful Merry Christmas. You too, Wanda. Now, here's Wanda, listen. Here's the deal at, at our house. And, Bubba, I think you and I have talked about this. I think we're similar. I love Christmas decorations. Yes. I love looking at them. I love looking at the tree. I love looking at the lights. But I'm going to tell you something. This is what some people call me, bad Christmas person. I don't give a rip how they get up. I just want to look at them. And I like hiring other people even to come in and set up the stuff. Now, this year, Sherry made what I feel like a huge error, and we had a little bit of a spat about it. She started thinking that that was not being good family Christmas people, and she said, we need to do this stuff and put it up now. Me being the person. See, I don't think there's any Christmas joy in mom and dad fighting about the tree. <laughs> I don't think there's any joy about these lights don't work. Uh, can I tell you this? And this, you're going to hate this because this is really bad. And it's gonna make, when I was a little kid, I hated decorating the tree. Well, see, I loved it when I was because little. I wanted the tree to be up and look at it, but right. I knew that mom and dad were going to fight. You yeah. know, that, that, that somebody was going to drop something and break it. Mama's gonna get an eel with dad, and all this. Look, I, let's just get the stuff up. I don't care. To me, the process of putting it up is no joy to me. I, I don't like it. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with it. And and I'd rather everybody everybody come up and go look at it. the trees are up. You know, everything looks beautiful. And and now we can, when we can sit here and stare at it. I love like you're talking about sitting with the kids, looking at the tree, sitting with Sherry, and snuggling up by the tree. But putting that stuff up is a nightmare to me, and I absolutely hate it. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the dad helping. Uh, it's going to go bad, though. 
Uh, mm. it, it, it does usually provide conflict. Betty has got, so she likes to do it when I'm not there. I love that. And see, I like watching it done. I just don't want to be part of it now. I'd rather, I'd rather have the music on watching everybody decorate from my big comfortable recliner. I want to go away and come back and they're up. Well, Betty, Betty has done it. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Betty caught some grief. Uh, I don't know if somebody had emailed her or what, but I mentioned she puts five Christmas trees up. Oh, yeah. Just because she's full of the Christmas spirit. Oh, yeah. And, and like, somebody emailed her and dogged her or something. What? Yeah, what? but, uh, you know, I guess it's your, well, your, Bo James? your rich or something putting up. I don't know what it was, but she was she was very sensitive to that fact now. She said, don't say anything about me putting five trees up because people think it's obnoxious or something. What's wrong? I said, I think it's Christmassy. Plus, it's the same five trees you've had for, like, ten years. So what's the big deal? Yeah, we went from three down to two this year. We got snowman tree which is nothing but snowman stuff, which I love. And then we got the classic, the one that I love, to go into the room you never right, use. Right. And there's a tree by the sitting in the window. To go look at that just brings me so much joy. I can't even. But here's the problem. One thing I found out, y'all, got there's an error if, on pre-lit trees because, you know, I'm a huge fan of artificial pre-lit. That's what I want. But let me tell you something. They, somebody don't watch the videotape before you put them up for the year. Because there's a very important thing we didn't watch on the videotape. The way they're shipped to you is not the way you put them up, which doesn't make any sense to me. We put, we put the two up, and half the lights don't work now mm. because they got crumped up and shorted out. So you open up this pre-lit tree, and only about half the lights work. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. So well, the that's the bad thing about a pre-lit tree. How about this? Light bulbs in general are not lasting like they should. No, they're not. I mean, they, it is an all-time low for sorry Sorry, light bulbs. <laughs> light bulbs and the Christmas lights are the worst. So so we got into a little bit of and see, and then my hunting trip was getting in jeopardy because the trees weren't going up smoothly because of that. See, I thought it was a simple, I'll put them up, you decorate them while we're gone. Right. Because my kids don't give a rip about decorating the tree. I mean, you know, they're like me. It, they want to see it. They want to love it. And if they start decorating, they're going to break stuff. You know what I mean? Let's get it up and let's look at it. We got a baby this year now that's up and moving around and, you know, he's already over there. You know, you, you when you hear this, you got to go get him ball. When he says that, <laughs> you better go get him because he's got he's got him a ball. You yeah. know what I mean? And here it come walking with a big red ball, ball. Don't throw that. Don't throw that one. No, don't throw that one to Danny. And um but so snowman tree is pretty much up except big snowy that goes on the top. The big tree in the room that you never go in is sitting there bare right now because half the lights don't work. So, um, and see, that's the thing. See, to me, you know, it's all about let's just get them up and it all look pretty. The process of getting them up to me is not part of the joy. I know a lot of you are different. A lot of you like to put the Christmas carols on and the whole house starts getting decorated and everybody decorates, and that's fine. If your family operates good in that, then you enjoy that. My family, even growing up and now, we don't operate good under the process of them going up. Yeah. Now, once they're up, you won't find anybody more joyful than the Burgesses. But the process of them going up is always bad. It's getting over that hump. So I really prefer to make a call. Here's our stuff. Here's how we like it. I'm going to go away. And then I, when I come back, I walk into Santa's workshop. And everything's up and lights are glittering and music is playing and, and pumpkin pies are cooking. And, dun, dun, now, see, dun, I can't, I can't dun, but I love that. And then, then my favorite thing is right at the end of every day when the Christmas trees are on and all the lights are off and you just sit there and stare at them. And you just look at it. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. How lovely are thy artificial branches. <laughs> Your pre-lights didn't work this year. Should have watched the videotape for our stuff in a box. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.
Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops listening Children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow Oh. 19 minutes past the hour. It is the best of Rick and Bubba show. Cooks, pest control, best of. I'm Speedy, your host. All right, so we got the top 13 Christmas vacation um, scenes or lines. Now, in it, towards the end, we kind of mess up the order, but only this show would think that's a best of moment. Uh, so when we mess up, it's good, I guess. Take a listen. This is a great moment. Take a listen. The themes Christmas Vacation, the single greatest Christmas movie ever. And um, we have compiled what we feel to be the top 13 moments of Christmas Vacation. The audio only. We don't have any visual because we're a radio show. From from, from Christmas Vacation uh, expert Hoss, the top 13 moments of the greatest holiday movie of all time, Christmas Vacation, number 13. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> Woo! It's like on to me, by the way. The top 13 moments from the greatest holiday movie ever, Christmas Vacation, number 12. Isn't it a little big? It's not big. It's just full. Dad, that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. Not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. (laughs) (laughs) The top 13 moments from Christmas Vacation, number 11. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. (laughs) You serious, Clark? By the way, that reminds me. That reminds me of something I need to t- need to tell y'all after this. The top thirteen uh, moments from Christmas Vacation, number ten. So, when did you get the uh, tenement on wheels? Oh, that there, that uh, that's an RV. Yeah, yeah. I barred it off a buddy of mine. He took my house. I took the RV. <laughs> it's a good-looking vehicle, ain't it? Yeah, it's so nice parked in the driveway. Yeah, it sure does. But don't you go falling in love with it now, because we're taking it with us when we leave here next month. (laughs) House guest. Next month. The top uh, 13 moments from Christmas Vacation, the greatest holiday movie ever, number nine. Look at it. It really is beautiful, Clark. Something else, huh, Russ? Yeah, Dad. Isn't it viewed, Audrey? She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> the most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin. The three are the symbol of the spirit of the Grithwald family Christmas. Dad, did you bring a saw? <laughs> what? Uh, hold it. Hoss, if you're going to cue Rick, you need to stand so he can see you. Come over here. Hey, Rick, you ought to see him. Well, I got a miscue that time. Did y'all hear? No, I wasn't cueing. 
You y'all hear it? Huh? Did y'all hear it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really could have gone and her eyes were frozen. Yeah. That, that was pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Solid. All right. <laughs> Dark her eyes. She'll see it later. <laughs> the top 13 moments from Christmas vacation. Where are we at now? Number eight? Number five. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Eight, Rick. Well, that's a big difference. Five and eight. All right. Number eight. You remember Ruby Sue? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Her eyes aren't crossed anymore. That's something, ain't it? Huh? She falls in a well, eyes go cross. She gets kicked by a mule, they go back to normal. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's right up there with I know I'm a good kisser. Daddy told me so. I was so uncomfortable, I covered my face. All right, here we go. The top 13 moments uh, from Christmas Vacation, number seven. You surprised? <laughs> surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> Remember how happy he was? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The top 13 moments from Christmas Vacation, uh, number six. Rocky. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus he ain't identified yet. <laughs> Take a rain check on that. <laughs> I can just see it, too. That's, what, that's my favorite thing identified yet. Uh, top 13 moments from Christmas Vacation, number five. I refill your eggnog for you, get you something to eat, drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Leave <laughs> 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 you for dead. I'm <laughs> I'm doing this fine, Clark. <laughs> Top 13 moments. Was I five last time? Uh, it was four coming up. You sure? Yeah. I don't remember mm. six. All right, here we go. Uh, the top 13 uh, moments from Christmas Vacation. Number four. Can't see the line. Can't see the line, can you, Russ? No. <laughs> what was that one? Can't see the line, can't you, Russ? <laughs> you know. The French cut underwear. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Can't say like can you rest? Nope. <laughs> Top 13 moments from Christmas Vacation, number three. Can I show you something? I was just smelling, smiling. <laughs> I was just blouse browsing. <laughs> for your wife or your girlfriend? <laughs> what? What? What happened? <laughs> Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Hotter than they are. <laughs> Whew, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out. Yes. Yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple. <laughs> oh, there is a nip in the air, though. Can I take something out for you? Uh, I was just looking at something for my wife. God rest her soul. God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. She's not dead. She just divorced. She's history. And obviously she doesn't wear underwear. And there are plenty of 
shopping days left until adultery's adult, <laughs> which is to say Christmas as a mule, mule log. Not a log. I don't have a log, but I mean, you know, just, if I had a log, not in the sense that you think I said I did. <laughs> oh, good golly. Tis the season to be merry. <laughs> uh, oh, I should have been number one. Ah. Oh. That, okay. Uh, uh, that is one of the funniest exchanges uh, ever. Wow. Uh, no, a lot. Of, all right, here we go. The top 13 uh, moments from Christmas Vacation. Number two. Hey, Griswold. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm hurting. Oh, my goodness. Top 10, top 13 moments from Christmas vacation. Number one! That's the same thing. Hey, Griswold. That's the same one. Cost, you're all over it. It's the same one. Boy, y'all were smoking too, up to number one. I knew, I knew it was too Boy, complicated. But Hoss, look, it was still fun. We really enjoyed it though. Oh, yeah. Should have been the top 12, Hoss. Yeah, it should have been top 12. I, 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 there's 13 on there. I don't know what. I mean, I didn't queue it up on that, but I had it on this, but I mean. But, I, uh, I mean, in, uh, well, you know, so, uh, come ha uh, at uh, Halloween, they said, you know, uh, uh, somebody, another intern said he was gonna, you know, raise bar. You know, Kiwi T-shirts don't do it. Working with Pro Tools does. But anyway. <laughs> you could subtract. Look, I'm sure that was a great point if we could have just understood mushy what he was mouth. saying. Hey, it's too fishy, mushy. It was still good though. It is uh, the top 13 Christmas vacation lines, part of the Cook's Pest Control Best of. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. It's the Cooks Pest Control Best of. All right, so we're going to try to speed up here because this is a really long segment. Um, I don't know if you remember this. For those of you that have been with us for a long time, this is when uh, Rick had the duty of getting Big Love a haircut and getting a Christmas tree all in the same afternoon. Uh, it was quite uh, a job, uh, and let's break it down here. Bubba doesn't understand how in the world you can do both, and I agree. Take a listen. Second, how are you ever going to buy a Christmas tree that will please your wife? There you go. You, you're all over it. So. Rick, you're, I'm afraid you're in a no-win situation. So I thought to myself, for what I do, you're, yeah, you're, you, I knew you had things you had to do yesterday. So I get on the phone, and I call Greenwood at the office, and I, I lay out to Ryan what my situation is. He goes, just what you do. He said, oh, buddy. I said, well, there's only one way to go about this. I said, I, and this is, I want you all to listen, who are super dads, too, in the audience or whatever. I said, the only way I can get motivated to get this done I must treat this as I am one team, and I'm going against the opponent. The opponent is big love and the things that have to be done. That's the other team. Yeah. Okay? And I, and I, said, and I called up Greenwood. I laid out the two teams that were playing. He said, well, you know, a lot of people don't, uh, don't believe you can win this one. I said, oh, no, we're, we're definitely an underdog. And so in order for it to be declared, declared a win, these things had to happen. Big love could not completely come uncon become uncontrollable. If I had to cancel anything and say we're gone, I lose. Or in sporting terms, get happy. Right. If I let you know, the, the opponent I was playing is a very good team. They got explosive offense. Don't let them get happy. If they get happy, they can run the score on you. Would we all agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Secondly, I must come home with an acceptable tree and an acceptable haircut. Oh, my goodness. So you see, I've got most – the odds makers in Vegas had me at a huge underdog. Oh, yeah. Right. On the road. Yeah, on, not, I'm not, on the road. Not to win, just to get through it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on the road. It's a rowdy crowd. I probably have that four or 5,000 up in the end zone corner. Right. You know what I mean? And you got the people in the clubs all over that are my fans that are watching at sporting clubs. You know, yeah. they, they're, they're all true fans. Everybody's going with the under. But nobody really believes yeah. that, that I can win this game. And, you know, and, and so I, I would periodically call. So we, we, first of all, step one is the Christmas tree. Get out there to the farm because Sherry wins and we must have a real tree. Uh, I had one win on the family uh, Christmas card. She gets a win on the tree. It was beautiful last year. I don't see how your Christmas card, you got a win. But anyway. Anyway. How you're counting that, I don't know. You should have seen the one she wanted to send. But anyway, so so we, I get there, and I think to myself, my strategy in the in the first quarter will be I will let Big Love run. It's a farm. There's hills. There's reindeer in a, in a pen. Oh. I'm going to let him run. Rick. And as he runs – and rips and roars, I will get with someone and I will say, I need a nine-foot, what they say it was? Some, some kind of fir tree. Ferdinand fir. Something. I said, I need that. And so, big love. And then there's like three other kids there that were little of the girls who sang this morning. It was their kids. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gets into them. And, and here you they mean go. the gospel go go. Yeah. So they're yeah. running. So I'm looking. I sit in the first quarter. Fur, Rick. We're, we're, I'm not scoring, but I'm controlling them. Right. You know what I mean? They're not scoring. So we get there, and we get down to uh, the reindeer, and uh, he really gets involved in the reindeer. And then someone says, well, let's go get the tree. And I said, well, then this is where I've got to remove him from the reindeer. So then what, what I realized then is I've attempted a blitz, and all they got to do is find a man open, and they're going to score. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, no. So he goes berserk, screaming, I want reindeer. I want reindeer. I want reindeer. He's going crazy. He's trying to climb in there with the reindeer like that. Let's face it. They hit a big one on me at seven to nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. So, so as I've got him over my shoulders and he's kicking and going crazy and he's been spanked and we're going up the hill and I'm sweating trying to climb back up, I realize I'm down seven to nothing. And right. you know, good teams if they hit you early, you know, it's just and so you I didn't get an injury and too. you're on the road and a, and, a, and a play that no one knew I had held back. Okay, to try to even it up, I cut a deal that when the women there playing the role of my wife on the phone with her pick the tree. They would bring it to my house, stand on it, what? stand yeah, it over it. in the corner till Sherry approved it, seven to seven. Nobody yeah. saw that coming. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Now, how much did that cost you? Well, who cares? <laughs> Bubba, you're just trying to win. If you have to lose some players, but, you know, on Rick gets out, out the wallet, scores yeah. seven to seven. Seven to seven. The wallet scores one, and the wallet's a good player sure. for, for me. He's a veteran. He's been around. And every now and then, he'll get in over his head. You know yeah. what I mean? But. Yeah. But the, so it's seven to seven. Just but what's so bad is when you kick off, you got to cover the kick. You know you can't just start yeah, celebrating. Stay in your lane. Yeah, I look. We kicking off, and I look. Brooks runs out behind a tree. Big love hunkers down, and his face starts getting red. Oh, no. And I go, oh, no. oh my gosh, it's a field goal. You know what I mean? Before yeah. I know it, they've returned it out to field goal range. He's pooped in his pants, and then I realize I didn't bring a diaper bag. Oh, oh my god! Ten Rick. to seven. Rick, I'm gonna say that's fourteen. Fourteen to seven. Well, they did, you know, you got to cover the kick. You know what I mean? Oh. We got all happy. So then I get in the truck. The tree is not completely handled because Sherry still got to lock it. Okay, so it's not. A, you know, it's it's fourteen to seven, 
As I'm driving, this is not a touchdown, but in a field goal, I pull through CVS Pharmacy. I run in. I buy diapers. I buy wipes. I buy, and a surprise move here, this is where, you know, I got in an offense that put a little wrinkle in the offense, a sippy cup that I didn't have because I knew oh, I'd need that. There you go, Rick. Yeah, there I, you go. And I just buy everything I need. Go out to the car, grab him up now. When I dropped that diaper, because I knew this was a tough opponent, <laughs> when that diaper came down for our Japanese friends in the audience, it was Hiroshima. Uh, it, 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 it was not, it was not, this was not a police situation, not a squirmish. No, this was Godzilla. Yeah, th this was, this was. Oh my gosh, it's Godzilla. And I thought, if this diaper gets away in here, it's, they're going to score again. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, I, so I get it under control, defeat it, get it in a bag that I can tie up. You know, and fourteen to ten. Now. Yeah, so so now, I don't know. That's almost a touchdown. I don't get, know. Did, that, did I defend it that good? You think? Was I still in up? Was it uh, that we called Ryan? We debated. He gave me a field goal. That's well, all I got. Out of I, I think stopping though. and buying all of that, and then the diaper change would have been a field goal. Yeah, stopping and buying all that's a touchdown. So was it? Tied? I think you returned their kickoff back. Yeah. So so then I get in, and it's halftime. You know, I call Ryan and I say it's halftime. And, you know, we're beat up at halftime. I mean, my team, people are they're breaking in on ESPN. People seeing the score call, they can't believe it, that I'm yeah. still in it. Yeah. People say, hey, they're hanging around. Defense is giving and up a lot of And we got a veteran yards. quarterback, you yeah. know, but, I mean, he's old, though. You know oh, what I mean? No. And, you know, it's, and it's so funny because just like a football game where there's blood and there's torn jerseys, I've got, you know, poopy diaper. I've got, you know, Nose residue all over my shirt. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. I, my shirt tells, you know, I messed up. I've, I've got my all weird. My hair is all messed up. It's just like a game. So it's halftime. We're eating hamburgers and french fries, you oh know, boy. and we're resting. Now we must move. And this team can be so tough in the second half to the haircut. Oh, no. Get to the haircut a little early. This is where we probably made some mistakes where people will critique us on the sports talk shows. I was early. I, I thought going in and sitting in the waiting area would be disastrous. and would, you know, I'm, setting yeah. up, I'm setting up for some points against me. I take him to a nearby park, not thinking that he would enjoy the park to the point of not wanting to leave the park when we needed to move. That was a mistake. Yeah. It was only a field goal, but, but now we're trailing 16 to 10. You know, uh, going in, I mean 17 to 10 as we head into the haircut. And I call Ryan. I said, we're behind, and we – we're going to have to score quick to make something happen here. So uh, It has the potential to get out of hand. Oh, yeah, at this point. big time. So, really, with, with no one really expecting this, I, I start out and I go and I said, we got to get down the field and we've got, we've got to get a score here. Uh, so, we go down uh, and, and walk in. No one expects it. She puts him up in the chair. He's just about to start his – he hadn't gone to the spin move, but his protest went out of nowhere. And this was one we put in. I run a fumble rooski. I produce M&M's. Nobody saw it coming. Oh, right. no, no, you know, we, I, nobody, we didn't show it all week in practice. No one knew anything about it. He loves M&M's, and the cutting begins before he knows what's happening, and he's eating M&M's. We tied up 17-all. Yeah. And, I mean, look, now, now, look, now look, it's late. It's late. We're limping into the fourth quarter. We're tired. We're beat up. We're playing. But you're tired. We're playing. You know, in the, Bubba, they just have so much offense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to keep them just contained. Don't it's, celebrate too much. No, well, we, you got to kick off. Celebration, celebration was tough. Uh, it was. Uh, we we get there and um, we get inside and it's tied up. And about that time, out of nowhere, and we should have saw it coming. The M and M's ran down before the haircut was over. Oh, Rick. And about that time, this had never been done. Not just the big love spin move, where I'm out of this chair. A standing spin move. Uh, 
What? Got his feet under him. Before, before, I know, I, we watched it all week. Sometimes when you watch film and you know what they're going to do, if they just execute it, it really doesn't matter. Nothing right? you can do about it. And he executes a standing spin move, completely just destroying, losing the covering, hairs everywhere, what? hairs sticking to me where I had the M&Ms. Uh, hey, and, and they go up 24-17. And, yeah. and, and I'm like, well, it's late now. There's there's no hope. But I had something he had nobody, nobody even knew about. We get him wrestled down. This time I go with holding both arms, set him down. I just said, you cut. Now, when you do this. You've got him how, Rick? I've got him completely in like a straight jacket. I'm now holding him in a bear hug. So he's sitting on you. Yeah, I've got him back down. I said, just start cutting. So she starts finishing it up, and about that time, just when he's about to get out of control, we're going down the field. We're going to have to throw because time's running out. Out of nowhere, I come up with a sucker that I had hit. I held it to the very end. No, no one knew it. We go in. Now it's 24-23. 24-23 to finish the haircut. I'd make a decision because I know if we go into overtime, they're going to beat us. They're just too good. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. you gotta, you got to try to win it now. I call for the electric buzzers. The what? I call for the electric cheers. We go for two. I love because oh, I'm wow. going for the win. I call. For, now keep in mind, I'm either going to be heralded as a genius coach and quarterback, or I'm going to be dogged by every sports analyst all across the country for not tying it up and going. To, I didn't think we had a chance in overtime. Okay. Because <laughs> see, those electric cheers, it could gap the hair with sure. picture, with pictures being the next day. Sherry comes in, and I'm beat. I, they end up just running away with it at the end. Everybody wow. goes crazy. It's bad. The shears appeared to work, but it was under review. What? His hair. We get out of there, it's finished, but we're not sure if the haircut's right. So it's. I call Ryan. I said, we just went for two. To me, it looks like we broke the plane. It's under review. So we knew then Sherry would have to see the haircut, approve it before it was declared sick. She's upstairs in the booth right, before yeah, eight. Right, but, yeah, yeah. So, so we get in there and, and I bring him home. He comes, his hair's a little tasseled, and I keep asking her because Ryan's waiting to hear who won. I said, "You think his haircut looks pretty good?" You know, and I'm beat up. I got stuff all over me and you know, <laughs> tree like, branches, yeah, tree hair, branches, like, M&Ms. Yeah, you know, a reindeer dung. You know, and uh, and she goes, um, she goes, "Yeah, that looks pretty good." What? She said, "I'll need to get him in here in the bathtub, really, before I can tell." So it's still, and people talk. People are going, well, "How much long? How time long they got to review this?" You know what I mean? So then, if it's inconclusive, they can't overturn it. <laughs> right. So we get in there, we wet the hair. It looks good. Just when I'm about to call Ryan to tell him I broke the plane, Ryan goes, "Has she approved the Christmas tree?" Oh, Ryan. So I have to sit for another hour. Christmas tree comes in. Christmas tree. Just when the, the referee comes out, he's got his mic on. <laughs> After further review, she goes. It's not as good as last year's. And I go, we're beat. That's it. We didn't get in. And she goes, but I'll tell you what, that's a great tree right there. You did a good job. Oh, oh, Going for look, granted, now you can admit, Bubba, did I hang myself out there? I mean, I was hung out there. Going for two was a risk. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is seven minutes until top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cook's Pest Control Best Of. Hopefully all of you have got your Christmas shopping done. If not, you're out in it listening. (laughs) So thank you for being with us. Rick and Bubba back on January the 6th. Uh, I am Speedy holding down the fort uh, for a couple of days, and then I'll share duties with Helmsy 
and Greg. Right now, let's continue here. Here's more best of, and it's a German slapping Santa. That's right. You heard me right. A German slapping Santa on the Best of Rick and Bubba show. Rick, a German Santa Claus came under investigation on Monday for slapping a boy and locking him in a broom (laughs) cupboard, police say. What? Been eating ribs. The man apparently lost his patience when he was taunted by a group of children who wanted to see what he was wearing under his red Santa Claus outfit. Easy. Tell you what, you mess around with old St. Nick. Especially a German Santa. A nine-year-old boy accused him of slapping his face and locking him in an unlit broom cupboard in the town hall of, and I can't even start to say the name nah, of this town. Uh, it's got letters grouped together, yeah. shouldn't even be together. In western Germany for a number of minutes. He Vietnam... V- Just say Santa denied it real hard. No, I've got to, I've got to conquer this word. V- Santa said he didn't do it. Santa denies having done that. <laughs> he, he vehemently. Vehemently. Yeah, it's a tough vehemently. word. Vehemently. Yeah, yeah no, it's a tough no, word. Vehemently. Vehemently. He was, denies doing he that. He really was aggressive about doing Yes, he really, really was not happy. Santa a, said, I didn't do that. A police spokesperson said the child's par- uh, parents filed a legal complaint against the man, uh, aged at about 55. Police say they did not plan to detain him. He had been working in a Christmas market. It is unclear uh, whether he would be allowed to continue handing out presents or not. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. You're a very excited little boy. Come sit on Santa's lap. No, no, no. You must not tug at Santa's beard. (laughs) Do you know about Rudolph? The red-nosed reindeer? (laughs) Why do you continue to ask me about my suit? You will keep your hands to yourself. Santa is not amused. Santa will check his list. He will check it twice. He will discover who is naughty and nice. You little boy are naughty. I will smack you as Santa can. On Dancer and Dancer, Branson and Vixen, Connie and Cupid, and the rest of you reindeer. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all and good night. <laughs> I will take you to the broom closet. You see how my cheeks are rosy red, so will you, Heine. You will not return from the broom closet until your papers are in order. Santa is marking your pony off the list. I will report your activity to Phil Marshal Van Buren. He will not be pleased. You realize sometimes when I laugh, my tummy bounces like a bowl full of jelly. But I am not laughing at this moment. Because I am not happy with you, young man. Santa will smack you. And you will like it. You will be good boys and girls, and you will like it. Chuck out for you. And you will leave Santa a Heineken. How do you, little boy, feel about a bag full of switches? Does that sound good to you, you little... Send me the elves. <laughs> how can, no offense, but it's just, I know it's just an accent, but how can you be jolly with that German accent? And not be spit on. <laughs> ho, 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 Merry Christmas. 
Oh, thank the Nick. Happy New Year! You, you know that Rudolph was part of the Aryan nation, eh? <laughs> Whoa! He is a superior reindeer. He can go faster than the other reindeers, and he has a red nose. <laughs> the common deer do not have this. <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> that was a big mistake not to let him play reindeer games. <laughs> <laughs> Someone find me the coach, dear. <laughs> We will review the coach's procedures. <laughs> you all allow Rudolph in your reindeer games and you will like it. Okay. All right. That'll do it. That'll do it. German said. All right, that'll do it this hour for the Cook's Pest Control Best Of. Thank you so much for being with us on uh, this Christmas special of Christmas Best Ofs here on the Rick and Bubba Show. Don't forget, go to rickandbubba.com for all the information on the show. That's rickandbubba.com. Don't go anywhere. New hour right around the corner. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thank you so much for tuning in to this best of Rick and Bubba show. We start a brand new hour. Story today, the headline kind of says it all. Swedish Christmas goat survives attack. Those crazy Swedes, they're in the news. They have a Christmas goat? 
Rick, vandals tried to set fire to a giant straw goat in the central in central Sweden, but failed to burn down the traditional Christmas monument, which had been soaked with flame-resistant chemicals, according to officials. See, they were ready. <laughs> they were ready. The overnight raid was the season's first attack on the 43-foot-high Christmas goat in the city of, uh, is this uh, Cavell? 90 miles north of Stockholm. The goat had been burned down more than 20 times in the last 40 years in what some believes have become a Yule tradition. No, well, no. I would say so. Yes. It's happening every other year. Somebody tried to set fire to the right front leg, but the flame-resistant chemicals worked 100%, uh, said the chairman of the goat committee. There was a smell of gasoline, and the ribbon is a bit smutty, but otherwise it's unhurt. So, they, uh, in 66, they put it up, and it's been hit with flaming arrows, run over by a car. It's had its legs cut off, surviving only 10 times beyond Christmas Day. So, is this, is this like a Christmas competition? The, the, uh, the goat committee tries to keep the goat up, and everybody else tries to burn it down? Have you seen who burned it down last year? A man, oh a man dressed as Santa Claus and the gingerbread man. <laughs> Burned the goat down and was never caught. Yeah, well, you know why? Because the gingerbread man, they couldn't catch him. That's something gun can dig. He's fast. Catch me if you can. I'm the gingerbread man. And I guess there were so many people dressed as Santa Claus, it's hard to tell who had gas on their hands and who didn't. In a bizarre tie-in, by the way, in a bizarre tie-in, did you know that uh, Boomer, my oldest son, is actually playing Santa Claus starting tonight? We're going to it. In a Swedish play? Close. It is actually called the Gingerbread Man. Is it really? And he is Santa Claus. <clears throat> so I, I, when the Gingerbread Man is digging through there and the kids are watching, I'm going to think about the Swedish Christmas goat. You know, they said this year the controversy was there was a group of people that wanted to burn it down, the one that called the Holiday Goat. Right. <laughs> you know, a 43-foot high anything made out of straw is pretty impressive. But to have a goat? I don't understand. And how did this tradition begin? Did they the claim- Christmas goat? Did they claim this goat was in the stable uh, where the baby Jesus uh, was in the manger? You know, what, I don't what know. What kind of goat is this? We need. They uh, said it's a Christmas goat. Do we have any uh, Swedish folks who can clue us in on this rather strange tradition? Swedes, Swedes only. You got to love the Swedes. They're just lovable socialists, right? And uh, but uh, I don't follow the straw goat. Anybody know why they have a Christmas goat? Speaking of that, I'm gonna tell you though. That's a tradition I'd like to see us pick up here. Is to have a giant straw-made goat that people are constantly trying to burn down. Now, you got to admit, that's something. there's something to that. Don't you know the committee said, ah, flame-retardant chemicals. We got them now. Good luck with that, gingerbread man. Yeah, y'all just keep lighting it out there, Santa. I <laughs> <laughs> like that, Kringle. <laughs> Don't burn yourself up there, Chris. Well, what is he mad about? About the, why do that? Who 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 dislikes the the Christmas game? Rick, what about shooting with a flaming arrow? Oh, now, you got to admit that's a good. You don't even go close enough to get caught. You just shoot it from a block away. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you light it. I'll shoot. Yeah, that's a good flame. Let her go. Oh yeah. What do you find? Oh, you shot it too far. Yeah, that's a that's a weird tradition. But both sides of that. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why we're erecting the forty three foot. Straw goat, and I don't know why we're trying to burn it down. I'd like uh, to see how they made it. I tell you that. How many bales of hay go into that deal? <laughs> Maybe they're saying it's something to do with there was a goat there. Hey, well, yeah. look, I've got, I'm, I've, I have Googled it, and you know, you hate to step out when you haven't pre-read something, but 
why it, it hadn't changed any other day. So let me just start. Um, it says that they used to honor a goat uh, for an old god, Tor. Um, it used to pull carriages or something. It's basically... Is it some kind of pagan Christmas thing? Yes, uh, but no one knows today why they still um, honor that tradition. I don't like goats to be put in a prominent position. No. Oh boy. Well, is that, is that why they're trying to burn it down? They think it's an idol? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe, Maybe that's people should bur- be burning it down. Uh, I may go try to burn it down. <laughs> how, you spell, how you pronounce T-O-M? <laughs> Tomte? T-O-M-T-E. Jim, the crazy side man. Is oh, being just asked. take a dive at it, Speedy. Nobody's been right on this show for years. Right. We ain't pronouncing anything right. Sure. The, the Jewelbach, the Christmas right, goat. just stop now. The Jillbach has nothing to do with Tom Tay. Uh, Jillbach is the Christmas goat, and Tom Tay is Santa Claus. He doesn't ride it. When, when Sweden was changing from goat to Santa, they came together, but that was uh, more than 20 years ago. You're sure you're reading that right? You're sure you're not reading the Long Ranger website, and that's actually Tom Tay? <laughs> <laughs> past the hour to cook's pest control best of thank you so much for tuning into the rick and bubba show as always we're so thankful for all of you go to rickandbubba.com spell out and rickandbubba.com for all the information about the show all of the social links for each individual member of the show and then of course all the show links as well uh and uh, you got the facebook the youtube uh, all that there uh so go check it out at rickandbubba.com all right, well, let's jump into another best of, shall we? Uh, this has to do with Rick getting a TV. Take a listen to this best of moment. You Take a remember, listen. remember, and y'all have been there, that I've called an extreme amount of flack uh, that I have. I finally got me an entertainment center, but I still had a 27-inch TV in it. Oh. You know, that little tiny, what he meant, big 27 inch. How, 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 Rick, you had, you had a 13-inch. 13-inch. <laughs> How I big mean, was it? You had like a kitchen TV. The home entertainment, entertainment center right. swallowed your I TV. Mean, it, was, it was little. And it, did, it, it looked like an Etch-a-Sketch sitting in there, and you, and you could see all the cords and the wire back there. Etch-a-Sketch. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a tiny little TV. It was, it was a TV I've had, you know, since, look, I mean, those were tough times. You know what I mean? So, you know, I noticed with Sherry that, you know, with us trying to get the house, you know, get, finally get furniture and all these things we've never had before, and I noticed that my TV continued to be bumped back. You know what I mean? You know, when am I going to get my big TV? Yep. You know, please. Who my, came to the rescue? Look, look, my 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 birthday came and went. No TV. You know, and I thought, well, surely, you know, the birthday will be the day, and it, it didn't happen. So I, I would I would find extra money over here. I go look, Sherry. Here's some TV money, and it, and it wouldn't happen. Something else, some drape or something would would bump. <laughs> 
So then, you know, my dear friend, Bill Bubba Bus, he said, you know, there's some things we need for the show. And I appreciated that, and uh, and he and I put in a little extra time on the side and, and gone some places and done some things, made some appearances. He said, Rick, today's the day that the company will be sure you get a TV. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Bubba. So Rick and Bubba. And well, Qu- you, you have to R&B. do show prep. That's that's part of doing this job. You have you to do show need, prep. You need to watch the news every now and then. And, uh, Matter the, of fact, Speedy, we're going to get him a TV next. Yeah, he's, he's next in line to yeah. be sure we got show prep. <laughs> And so uh, the Bubba got a huge TV that I, you know, was the only person he could find to help him load it in. <laughs> and it about uh, killed us both. And it nearly killed us both. Or and then, have a herniated disc now. But. Yeah, and it didn't work. So I, I, but we ended up getting one that did. What, what, a, what a disaster that plan was. But so, it, made, it was a great segment for the show. So here's my big moment. So finally I tell Sherry, as, I, as Rick and Bubba Incorporated says, Rick, have a TV. I tell her, I said, I'm going to get it. I don't ask. I said, you know, I, I try to be a good husband. I said, I'm getting the TV today. Now, I'm a delivery guy. I will not, under any circumstance, bring something home myself. The only reason I wanted to was to get it on quick. I know. I, know. I wanted to You'd see. never do it again, though, because it no, wasn't quiet. You're correct. The, I wouldn't. And it's so funny to watch people go, you know, you, they'll hit you for, you know, big money for one of these new TVs, and then they'll go, well, now delivery will cost you 29 bucks. I go, well, at this point, who cares? Can y'all yeah. just get it there? What's- i tell you what. Make it an even 40 and have it there before lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, I, I, that, so then I'm waiting. So I'm watch Mark Prater, better known list. as Master yeah. Pete. Yeah, so so I go, and I on, on, on Bubba's recommendation, he, he hands me an outline of what I should get, and I go and I get it. Okay, and, and I go, I, I mean, I'm an easy sell. I walk in, a guy's keeping around. Don't know his day's about to be made. I said, I'll have this. You know what I mean? Look, look, he said, uh, he said, you just want this one right here? I said, yes, that's the one I want. He said, and he started trying to talk to me. I said, I don't care about any of that. Can I get this at my house? You know, he said, yeah. So we go through all that. I was the quickest sale ever because I don't want to be in there long. So and then they called me the night before, Mr. Burr, this is so-and-so from so-and-so. Your TV is being delivered tomorrow between 2 and 4. So I am pumped. Y'all saw me blow out of here yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, so I'm waiting. Of course, two between 2 and 4 means 3.30. Yep. You know what I mean? You, they never get on the 2 I, end. The only day I've seen you get out of here faster is on your anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And, well, you got you know, you got to go because you got to get the babysitter in line. <laughs> so anyway, so so I, they, they, I see it. We it, had something coming in both ways. Yeah, so, yeah, so then, uh, then, then I get the call. <laughs> Look. Mr. Burge, it's a, we're, 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 we're almost we're close to you. I said, I'm here. So I look, and I see the truck, but I see him here. They, they come push it. I open up the double doors in the front. I said, here it is. I said, right there is where it goes. And then there's that, that terrible feeling, did I measure right? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, 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 oh. Now, look, we got in a discussion about this. I think you went too small. No. Was it just right? Yeah. See, I did not account for all the baggage around the all the speakers and everything around it. I, I was just looking at screen size. Oh no! Yeah. And and and, and I forgot. You know, you got all so kind how, of how big it was. I got a I got a uh, thirty seven inch. Go ahead. You know, and thirty seven <laughs> inch. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. The whole thing was 30, oh, it was thirty. It was thirty five yeah, screen, right. and all the that's baggage a, around it was thirty. That's, that's a nice size yeah. screen. So look, but but you know, and I've got the most modern flat screen. Everything you get the flat. Yeah, and I went with the one and only. Yeah, so, so you you got a mirroring image of what he got. But yeah, oh, it's his, oh. It's his Zach TV. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. so look, so I am excited. Okay, so they bring it in, and then of course we have to knock out the back because it's so deep. And I think, oh, and yeah. look at that big mug, you know. And they get it up there, and, and, and look, and they love the show. And I can't. And then they do that thing where it rolls through all the channels, and it starts flying through all the channels. Program. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, now you split screen. Oh, look here. You know, and, 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 uh, you did get you did get pip, didn't you? Uh, yeah, picture in the picture. Yeah, I got picture in uh, picture. I got pip. You know what I can do? I can like watch Mark Prater and check out something else. Yeah, but I can't. I can't tell how to make the what I want pip to be. Oh, it's easy. It's over there on the top. Look. Okay. Right? Show on me. the remote, it's right in there. All right, that's that's where I decide that's what left, pip is. It ain't the left big channel. Front. It's the left top. There's a little channel button over there, and it'll even print out the channel numbers over the pip. Yep. And you make the pip different size or move it around. So then, now you can see the excitement. So they come in and we're partying like that. And I said, I can't wait to watch Fat Fest on it. I want to see me see us huge up there, you know. And the picture's great, and I'm excited, and the sound's good. And they're leaving. I said, Hey man, hey man, we love the show. Hey, shout out tomorrow. I said, I got you because I can't remember the names. And so they. Going out, and so we're sitting there, and I said, "Yeah." And look, and I turn around, ready for the party, and there she is. Uh oh, oh no! Standing behind me with a look on her face, she's tilting her head, looking at it, looking at. It. She goes, "Well, that doesn't match." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, what do you sure? mean doesn't match?" I said, "What do you mean doesn't match?" She said, "It's silver." <laughs> I said, "Well, yeah, they were all silver, all the good ones." You know what I mean? Yeah. She said. Well, we've got all this heart, and I, the, you're gonna love this point. I, I, I made, I made the best point ever, and you're gonna love this. And, and, and this, I'm nervously tapping my remote control. I know, yeah. I know. She says, "Well, I, I just tell you right now, I don't like it." What? I, I said, "Sure." When you brought in these drapes, do you think I liked them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you really think I give a rip about those drapes? But I knew you liked them, so I was excited for you the day they went up. I said, you see this little whatever this is over here? She said, Rick, that's our sitting room. But whatever. Where all these little chairs are around. You think I care about that? That that used to be room for me to wrestle with the kids on the floor. You right. know what I mean? And now there's chairs and tables Stuff over there. in the way. Yeah, I like that room. It was easy to put a Christmas tree up. You know what I mean? <laughs> now we'll have to, we'll have to, you know. Keep. Yeah, and I said, but I was excited about it. And I ran into the kitchen. I said, I was excited about these appliances. Sure. I, said, I said, I'll be honest with you. I really do like this new refrigerator. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, I am excited about it. <laughs> so I said, Sherry, you can buy furniture that looks old and it be new. But you can't buy TVs that look old. It doesn't exist. When we move on in technology, tell me if I'm right, because this is your area, and I'm kind of out on the limb here. I said, when technology moves, baby, it just moves. They don't keep old technology. You you're, can't buy an old-looking TV. You're, you're correct. Am I all over there? Yes. You're all over. You are. I said, the Rick, TV now, has silver, to look modern. Rich, tell her, silver man. is neutral. I told her that, huh? I think. It's almost a gray. I mean, silver's a Well, I backed gray. her up. And I said, back up, because it's, it's one of those wood-colored entertainment centers that yeah. they're not stained much. They're, <laughs> they're like a light brown. You've seen it. Yeah. And I back up. I said, look, let's back up. Now it kind of looks gold. I said, if you look at the TV <laughs> with a reflection off of that wood, I said, it looks kind of gold. I said, you can't tell me that doesn't match. She said, look over here. Why didn't you get a black? I said, they didn't have black TVs. I said, this is all they had. I said, if I wanted th this, look at that picture. And I made her look at it. I she said, said everybody. They don't, they don't make the new Sony XL35 in black. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> look, and look, I told her this. I said, watch oh, this. Whatever it is. Look, so I, I take the LUD. I take the tiny, tiny boy. I said, watch this. And I put it down there, and I went, Poof. and I hit VeggieTales. And he went, Poof. and he looked up. and looked. I said, look at that. He couldn't even see it before. Yeah. I said, look at VeggieTales wrong. You know what? Listen to it. And I pot it up. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and they're, and they're coming out, and that tomato's singing. I said, look at this. Yeah. Because you got to find an angle. I said, the kid loves it. Wait till Brandy and Blake get here today. We are, uh, bah, bah, bah. They're coming in. Oh, look at the Cartoon Network. You look at Bugs Bunny. He's huge. You know what I mean? Like that, I said, ooh, what about when we rent movies? 
I said, we'll bring home a movie tonight, and we'll have that power kicking and the popcorn going. I said, you couldn't even see it. You know, she's got bad eyesight. I said, you couldn't see that other TV. Look what we have here. Not to mention Blue's Clues. Yeah. I, said, yeah. I, mean, come on. I said, Blue's, that dog will look like a St. Bernard. <laughs> I said, look what we have here. So I finally, the tech, I, I kept bringing up that that's all's available. There's nothing else available. That's it. You're correct. This is the color of the modern TV. That's it. You got it. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Everybody's happy. Snow is falling down. Prayers are being answered. Miracles all around. From afar, I loved you. 25 minutes till top of the hour. It's the Cook's Pest Control Best of. Hello, I am Speedy. Rick and Bubba back on January the 6th. Thank you so much for tuning in and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Good friend of the show, Andy Andrews, gets to stop in from time to time. Uh, this one here, socks for Christmas. Get ready for this one. Andy Take a listen. Andrews uh, is with us. A uh, couple of things that are that are out there right now at bookstores everywhere, uh, and and that of course is socks for Christmas. Now, what in the world is this? Socks yeah. for Christmas is a story. It's a it's a little story that take you ten minutes to read, but it's one that I I wrote it ten years ago, and it's a funny story about about how our Christmases went when we were growing up. Oh, and it was about me. Is that you in this picture? That is me in that picture. With those me. glasses on? Yeah, that's me with those, you know, birth control glasses. Anyway, the the story is about a bad Christmas gift I got, which is socks. You know, you get oh, all yeah. these toys when you're a little kid, and then somebody gives you clothes, and nobody likes clothes. But, but the story revolves around how I found out that that gift was actually, it taught me a lot. Because of some some kids in our neighborhood. Well, well, Andy, read us something out of this. Then, are you going to read the whole story? I, I can read you the story, and you can comment. How about that? Yeah, that's fine with me. All right, tell and, me, and, is this not your Christmas? Here we go. All right, here we we are now. Read. Yeah. Andy is reading his book, Socks for Christmas, available everywhere. Go to andyandrews.com. Go ahead. And feel free to comment anytime. Yeah. Oh, well, well, there are twenty four hours in a day. Wait, wait, wait. What? Do you want Christmas music behind you? No, 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 no. Okay, no. <laughs> it's, it's too early for that. All right, okay. All right, three, two. There are 24 hours in a day, only 24. That translates to 1,440 minutes or 86,400 seconds every single day of my adult life. But as a boy, there was one night every year that lasted longer than any other. That's mm -hmm. so true, by the yep. way. One night when clocks actually slowed down. This phenomenon generally occurred near the end of December, specifically the night of 24th, Christmas Eve. The longest night ever. Longest night I thought, ever. I thought it would never end. Did you do this? I'd gone to bed at 9 p.m. after leaving a note, pound cake, and a glass of buttermilk for Santa Claus. Every Christmas for as many of my seven years as I could remember, that's what I left him. A note, pound cake, and a glass of buttermilk. The note was containing the usual niceties about being careful not to slip on the roof and saying hello to Rudolph, but its primary purpose was, of course, to make one last stab at getting the presents I wanted. Yes. The pound cake was left over from Jesus' birthday party, which we had celebrated before bedtime, and the buttermilk 
Well, the buttermilk was always left because my dad insisted it was Santa's favorite drink. Now, right. personally, I hated the stuff, but since <laughs> my father drank it by the gallon, I assumed he knew what Santa liked. Absolutely, he <laughs> did. Absolutely, he did. By 10.30, I was still awake. I was mentally tracing Santa's route to our house at 1505 Randall Road. Would he be able to locate me? Maybe he'd get confused, come in from Randall Road, and, and later end, enter the neighborhood by the other end, and I'd get presents twice. May, you know, it's not likely, but these are the kind of things that a kid <laughs> thinks about on Christmas Eve. Earlier, I'd heard on local news that Santa's sleigh had been tracked on radar leaving Thailand, and the predictions were he would soon be in Singapore. I wasn't sure where Singapore was, but I thought it might be near Mississippi, which was the state next to us. Yes. In any case, that's why I went to bed at 9 o'clock. Yes, at 11 o'clock, I wasn't even sleepy. I could smell the Christmas tree from the bedroom. My dad loved Christmas and would have had our tree up, trimmed, and glowing by Labor Day if my mom had let him. But she told him every year our family was not going to skip Thanksgiving. Same reason you weren't going to play Christmas music. That's right. Right. It ain't Christmas time. No, not yet. we got to get past that. Now, this is firing me up for it. All yeah. right. I don't know. As it was, the tree had been decorated since the day after Thanksgiving and will remain so until a loud discussion occurred between my parents. This discussion usually took place around the 1st of February. Although my mother consistently prevailed and the tree did come down, I always thought that my dad had a strong argument by pointing out that just because the needles had fallen off the tree, that didn't necessarily mean it was dead. Correct. The tree itself stretched 50 feet into the air. <laughs> The fact that we only had an eight-foot ceiling cast a shadow of doubt on my recollection of this particular point. But you get the idea. It was a big tree. Yeah, it was. We bought a blue spruce every year. That variety was, according to my dad, the only real Christmas tree. A blue <laughs> spruce was more aromatic. It was the same kind of tree Jesus had when he was a boy. Yes. And, as he explained, it wouldn't get sap all over the carpet like a stinking scotch pine. <laughs> Now, family tradition dictated that we make our own decorations. Though the tree looked beautiful to me, in reality, it was probably kind of junky with construction paper chains and stars shaped out of pipe cleaners and bells made from foil-covered Dixie cups. I hung a toilet brush from the bathroom on it one year, and nobody noticed for days. <laughs> I just blended in. You remember making those things? You remember Sunday school making I remember this one you have pictured here, that chain thing. I oh, remember yeah. that. The construction yeah. paper chain? And as a kid, I hated crafts, so I was miserable. <laughs> At 12.01, it was technically Christmas, but I knew better than to go into the living room. I was to stay in bed till Mom and Dad came to get me. Besides, I didn't want to blow the whole deal. I'd been warned repeatedly that Santa would not come until I was asleep. Oh, that was pressure. But how was I supposed to go to sleep? This was only the most incredible day of the year. There was no way I could go to sleep. I'd have to fake it and just hope Santa wasn't as sharp as everybody said. There was no way I was going to sleep. I just wouldn't. I mean, heck, I'd already been awake for a week. I'd just stick it out to daylight. I remember thinking, are you people out of your mind? You think a child knowing that when he is alive, when the, when the sun creeps up, that toys galore will cover the floor and I'm supposed <laughs> to go to sleep? Are y'all crazy? Oh, no. One of, my, one of my friends was told that if you get out of bed before mom and daddy get you, Santa Claus will be there and throw ashes in your eyes. Well, that'll do it. I think that's a little more pressure yeah. than I want Yes. <laughs> but remember this now. You never knew when you went to sleep because the next thing you'd hear was sun, sun. My father shook me. I opened my eyes. Santa, he said, has been here. Oh, my gosh. I got chills. Ignoring the <laughs> fact that I had indeed gone to sleep, I jumped out of my bed and ran into the living room. The tree, more than 100 feet tall now, was almost covered with gifts and toys of every sort. There was the basketball I asked for. Where was the BB gun? There was the incredible edible machine. Ah, now I could make bugs to eat in front of my sister. <laughs> Where was my BB gun? There's my Candyland game. Baseball glove. G.I. Joe. My BB gun must be one of the wrapped presents. <laughs> 
but it wasn't. <laughs> Neither was the electric football game I wanted. I did, however, get two sweaters, blue jeans, a white belt, and from my Aunt Ruth, socks. Mm. Socks? Who wanted socks? What kind of Christmas present was socks? I had socks. I had a drawer full of socks. I was not pleased. Remember getting presents yeah, like yeah. that? By like, the way, we all is? wore those socks. I've seen a picture of you in these socks, by the way. I know. I know. We, we all had this pair of socks. And, and was to me, yesterday. can I tell you, it's even more tragic as an adult. I don't want underwear for Christmas. I don't no. want socks. <laughs> no. I don't I want toys. Yeah, I don't want any I don't want anything. <laughs> I want iPods and stuff. Nothing that is required for survival do I want. No. Maybe we can give you new underwear this year. No. no. It'll be new to you anyway. You know, I all just right. bought new underwear so I wouldn't get any for Christmas. <laughs> oh, there's the clue game. All in all, however, my haul was impressive. I'd scored on some of the main things I'd won, and if I didn't think about the clothes, and especially the socks, I was happy. Before too long, the most important part of Christmas was at hand. My dad was asleep in the recliner. Mom was in the kitchen. Now I was free to compare loot with my friends. Yes. This ritual, practiced by every kid since time began, was a large part of our growing up process. Seven years old seems a little early to be concerned with keeping up with the Jones, but that's exactly what we did. My first stop was two houses down. Johnny Hamilton had gotten a bicycle. That's big. It had a tiger-striped banana seat and spider handlebars. It was beautiful, but he wouldn't let me ride it, so I left. <laughs> Later that day, while showing off for Kathy Burns, Johnny tried to pop a wheelie, fell off the bike, and cried. I laughed. <laughs> down the street, Greg and Richard Fraley were in the guinea pig business. Mr. Fraley had made a trip to the emergency room early that morning after being bitten by the one named Charlie. He hated those guinea pigs after that, but he never again tried to put a bow on one. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Roger Lofton had gotten the electric football oh, game I wanted. Oh, boy. Graciously <laughs> pointing out the flaws in that particular model, I generally acted unimpressed. Roger had also received the Rock'em Sock'em Robot. That's a big We one. didn't play with them because, thanks to his brother Stuart, they were already broken. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make it through too many rounds. Oh, you remember this kid? Danny Foster's dad was a doctor. They lived across Cherokee Avenue in another much nicer neighborhood. I hated going to Danny's house that morning. I knew what Danny had gotten for Christmas. Everything. <laughs> he got an operation game, battleship, a tetherball set, the deluxe model electric football game, a real mini bike, four horsepower, a bicycle like Johnny's, only better, a trampoline, a swing set, and a BB gun. Oh, boy. I stayed at Danny's house for more than an hour. Danny really knew how to show a kid a good time. We dug a hole in the vacant lot next door and put the box from the trampoline over it. Great fort. That is a good fort. <laughs> Remember that? You get all the toys oh, play with yeah. the boxes. Okay. <laughs> Walking home, I was imagining Christmas dinner. I felt sure we'd have the same wonderful menu we'd had the year before. Turkey and dressing with cranberry sauce, sweet potato mm. casserole with pecans and brown sugar on top. Yes. Peas, corn, pickled peaches, Preach. And homemade I'm rolls. Starving. I walked faster. Rounding the corner behind the Vine and Olive Hotel, I saw Timmy Johnson and his sister Barbara tossing an old tennis ball in their front yard. As usual, neither was wearing a jacket, though the temperature was in the 40s. Timmy was in my class at school. Barbara was three years older. They didn't seem to have many friends. Even at lunchtime, they would go out on the playground to swing from the jungle gym or just talk. They never went with us into the cafeteria and never bought a sack lunch. The Lofton boys said it was because they were snobs. I thought maybe so, too. Hi, Timmy, I said as I approached. What'd you get for Christmas? I got everything I wanted except a BB gun and an electric football game. They continued tossing the ball back and forth. Thinking he didn't hear me, I tried again. Hey, show me what you got for Christmas. Never looking at me, Timmy mumbled, I got these shoes. I could see the shoes he had received. They were big, black, hard leather shoes that looked like they might belong to my grandfather. But they were shined, polished, and tied directly onto his feet. 
Barbara had on a pair that didn't appear to be drastically different. I'd never seen any of them with anything other than tennis shoes. Once, Timmy was sent home from school for showing up barefooted. After that, he was absent for a week. Watching them continue to throw the ball, I noticed something not quite right. I said, that's not the way you're supposed to wear those shoes. The ball fell to the ground. As they turned to face me, Barbara said, what do you mean? We're wearing them just like you are on our feet. She looked mad. I tried to explain myself. Yeah, that, that's right, I stammered, but you're not wearing socks. You're supposed to wear socks with those kind of shoes. For a moment, we stared at each other. Then, without warning, Timmy started crying and ran inside. Barbara called me a name and ran after him. I stood there a few minutes wondering what I'd done. I even knocked on their door, but no one answered, so I went home. When I arrived home, I told my parents what had happened with Timmy and Barbara. I told them exactly what I'd said. My mom had tears running down her cheeks as my dad picked me up and carried me to my bedroom. I thought I was about to get a spanking, but instead he hugged me. He told me all about why Danny Foster got big presents and why I didn't get an electric football game. Gently, he explained to me about Santa Claus and buttermilk. Then, wiping the tears from my face, he told me why my friends didn't wear socks with their shoes. I now remember that day as an awakening. I'd never known there were families without enough to eat. Amid all the decorations and songs and parties surrounding our most magical holiday, it had never occurred to me that some parents might do without the luxury of socks for their children simply because they couldn't afford them. Many holiday seasons have passed since that year. Timmy and Barbara moved away while I was in the fourth grade, and I never saw them again. But I've never forgotten that Christmas. Wherever I live, there will always be people in my own neighborhood who are in some way less fortunate than I. And to this day, there's one Christmas gift I treasure above all others, the gift of a pair of socks. Well, uh, I, hope wow, Andy. I hope you're happy. Good night alive. Andy brings it home, doesn't he? Andy Andrews. Socks for Christmas. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick Seven minutes until top of the hour. We're rolling out one best of after another. Here's the classic Mickey Dean Christmas BB gun story. Take a listen. One story that brings to mind, and it's kind of a Christmas story. You remember when you were growing up in the neighborhood, there was the top toy that the guys were getting, oh, yeah. you know, one year. So we all going to get skates. We all going to get a skateboard. We all going to get a, a, one of those banana bikes. You know, we're going to get something. And it was BB gun that and grew up in industrial A lot city. of hype. Baby gun, everybody was going to get baby guns. We were going to get on baby gun safari, spend the night, go down on the creek, shoot snakes. Baby gun, daddy had been laid off from U.S. Steel. There was a strike in 56 or 57 that lasted about 18 months, mm. and we almost starved to death. And it was this, that particular Christmas. But I had that I had that catalog by the bed, and it almost – you ever read the little four or five sentences in the oh, catalog yeah. so long until you can memorize them, oh, but yeah. you still read them anyway? And you keep thinking, what do they mean by that, that peep sight? I don't know what they mean by that. You know, you just analyze it and analyze it. Well, it got Christmas morning. No baby gun. Mm. I, I had my heart set on that 1910 model with the little round thing on the side with the little leather straps on it that you hook to your saddle mm. like we had a saddle. Sure, like you're going to be on your horse. Yeah, but anyway, that's the one I wanted. And uh, me being the type of 
kid I was. I was I'm like like I am now, real sensitive and real aware of other people's feelings. <laughs> uh, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to hurt my mother and father's big feelings. Hearted you know? Big hearted Mickey. Big hearted Mickey. Little well, Mickey. I just said, they're, do, they're doing Mickey. the best I can, and they feel bad because they didn't get me one, and why should I pout about it and make them feel worse? I'll just did play. you really think like that as a child? Yes, I did. Good for I did. You. I, I was humbled, and, and I knew Daddy was doing the best he could, and when you're eating a little red thing off the bologna one morning, you realize, hey, we don't have a whole lot of money. Sure. <laughs> so... Uh, I just borrowed a BB gun, you know, my buddies, Robert Marr and Bubba and all of them. We just, we see a BB, I'd see an unattended BB gun. I picked it up and shot it. Sure. Just wished I had one of my own, but I didn't. That's the first part of the story. Second part of the story is 48 years later. 48 48 years later. 48 years later, I moved in with my mother for a couple of weeks after my divorce. Mistake, but I did it anyway. Sure. Well, you didn't well, have you love mom. mother. I mean, her her health was she was not feeling well then, and I thought, well, I can kill two birds with one stone. I need a place to stay. She needs somebody to kind of look after. Her. She said, "You always said you'd remodel my bathroom. What'd be a great time? You're right across the hall from it." <laughs> I remember her saying that you are six feet from it, son. And you stay in here. You work on it when you want to. Take as much time as you need. I'll buy all the stuff. Tell me what to buy. One thing I do want you to do, though, I want you to remember this. I want that hot water heater out of that bathroom closet because Daddy put the, the only closet in the bathroom had the hot water heater in it. Can't put towels or anything in there. Just open the door and there's a hot water heater. I'll put it in the hall closet, Mother. Oh, that'd be great. Could you do that for me? Hot summer day, soaking wet. Blue jeans, T-shirt on, in there taking that old hot water heater out. And behind it, when I slid it out, there was a cardboard box uh-uh. that had an old orange bow. Probably at one time it was bright red. Dust all over it, barely could make out the writing on it. And I said, you know what? That looks a lot like a baby gun. You box. are kidding. I'm not kidding. One inch thick, six inches wide. Two or three feet long, and I thought, man, and I wiped it. My heart started to race. I wiped the dust off of it. You could still see the daisy on there, and I opened it up, and there's my 1910 Red Rider baby gun with the little straps. Just like the movie. Yeah, and I pulled it out, and I still got it. It's in pristine condition. It's had a little rust right on the end of it. 48 years had been sitting back behind the hot water heater, and I thought, mother has hid this from herself. And I got mad about it for just a little instant that my BB gun had all my life had been sitting behind the hot water heater for 48 years. But by the time I got up and got it out of the box, I got over that a little bit, and then I felt kind of sorry for her. I walked out into the hall and hollered. Mother was in the kitchen cooking breakfast. Mother! She walked to the end of the hall, and she's wiping her hands off with with a towel. I'll never forget it, wash rag. And I said, what? And I held it out, and I said, Mama. My baby gun has sat behind the hot water heater for 48 years. And without missing the beat, she said, is that the one you wanted? (laughs) And turned around and walked out. You don't get any better than that, folks. Merry Christmas. I'll be over here if you need me. You know, if you'd have got that, Mickey, you just shot your eye out. I know. I know. Yeah. First, probably first shot, just like in the movie. That's what I was want. better off without it, wasn't Yep. Did you take it out and shoot it? Tell me you did. 
I hadn't shot. I had never shot it. I was afraid to get sealed. Put you I still out. Got, yeah, put my, would it be something right now if I took it out and like a grandkid said, let's shoot it, Bob, and shot his eye <laughs> <laughs> Mickey. Oh, no better scary uh, storyteller than Mickey. Oh, Mickey Dean, thank you so much for being with us. Our number, 866-WE-BE-BIG, and we do appreciate you as always. we got a fresh hour right around the corner if you're staying with us. If not, Merry Christmas. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Six minutes past the hour, a brand new ha- hour has started. Hello, I'm Speedy, your host for this Cook's Pest Control Best of. We're rolling out some requests. Uh, Love uh, talking to you all, uh, getting your emails, your feedback, uh, and thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us. i uh, got a number of things to get to this hour, so let's jump right into it. Uh, the classic Christmas party open mic talk. Take a listen. It's that yeah, time of year. Uh, that, that, time? that is one of my fondest uh, Christmas party memories. Uh, you mix an open bar with disgruntled employees, and you put a hot mic up there for karaoke. And, and dis- look out. disgruntled employees' wives. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Because the, the employees just the, the employees just trying to keep his job. Th- this is no joke. This happened at a uh, at a. Oh, we were there uh, at a get together. We were at. Oh, they had a mic where people could come up and, oh, and talk to everybody. Oh, and you know so you had good. two or three people get up and you know they're very gracious and thank everybody and then you had this this lady come up to the mic and. Uh, she starts talking about her husband and how hard he works, and he's never home. And yeah. then it turns into, you know, you guys are getting a real deal. As a matter of fact, you don't pay him hardly anything. And then she starts dogging the boss, who is like two tables. Yeah, right to, uh, to, right, his, right to with his, his, face. his wife sitting there at the table, and, and, and she opens a, up on him, baby. Yeah, it's apparent as she's talking, she's sloshed. Yes. And her husband, who had a job with this company, has wandered into the next room to try to catch the ball score. And he doesn't know she's up there yeah. wearing out her, her boss on the PA. Yes. And uh, people were just running. Tackling, trying to knock the mic down. Yeah, it was. And you uh, know, a drunk woman, it's hard to get the mic from her oh, once yeah, she's yeah. got a grip yeah, on Yeah, because the first okay, time you miss her, she yeah. goes and gets it off the stand, and yeah. then she's mobile with right. it. Uh, yeah, that's that that's was, uh, that's where wireless mics are not always a good thing. Yeah, that um, uh, and and tell you, I I couldn't believe she, she flipped her heels off and went running around the room, and it was uh, oh, she was hard to catch. Yeah, it was something else. Uh, I'll tell you, it was worth the price of admission because I was about to choke. I was laughing so hard. I think we could uh, you know give you a checklist of recipe for trouble. Yeah. Uh, number one, let's not have an open bar. Okay. Number two, if there is an open bar, let's don't have a live mic just sitting in the middle of the dance floor on a stand. Okay, for door prizes. And again, if alcohol is involved, do not whatever you do have mistletoe out. Right, that and also because uh, in the in the in the spirit of the season, people will try to get a lip from somebody they've thought about before. Yes, it starts out as a hug. It always does. <laughs> yeah, it always starts out as a hug, and they grab just a corner of that lip. Yeah, and, and then they start working their way on it. Yeah, sure. And uh, but and another thing, if this is all going on, do not book your party on the night of the SEC championship, where the husbands who who their jobs are in trouble and drift don't really off. Really want to be there? Yeah. They'd rather be home watching the ball. Yeah, game. they, they yeah. drift off into another room, start watching the game, and don't know their wife's on the mic dogging the ball. Yeah. <laughs> what about when you walk in there and first of all he wants to tell you the score? Hey, fourteen ten. Hey, hey, man, you got other problems. Man, you just missed it. Oh, please stop. Okay, we'll get to the game in just a minute. Your wife's out here dogging the balls. <laughs> You go, on what? the PA. Yeah, on a live mic. And, buddy, she's just now got to the word they don't appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all lucky to have him. You don't, 
Good stuff. How about the kids at a Christmas party? Pray to one to share with you this too, because I know you appreciate oh, I that play. you have small children. Yes. Scheduled tonight, but they've been a little bit sick. I hope they can get better. Scheduled tonight, the first to ever appearance by Taz in a church um, children's presentation for Christmas, and also Big Love by request. By request. <laughs> Matter of fact, requested so much, the teacher just gave in a speaking part, and he wants wow. to speak tonight. Now, unfortunately, he keeps changing his lines, which we're hoping will not happen tonight. He's supposed to talk about the best part about Christmas, and he keeps telling everybody it's spaghetti. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, because he likes spaghetti, and he also keeps uh, talking about um, that he wants to sing Jingle Bell Rock, not the song they have scheduled. Now, is and he going to get the fire up something? Yeah, please yeah. don't do that. Vote. Is he going to sing the song he sang? He sang the other day at my house with the guitar. Uh, that's the one he, we figured. He wrote, he wrote a song. That, and, uh, that's he the did, one. He gave him a little bit of it, it the other it, day. It's a, it's a little bit of Jingle Bell Rock yeah. and, and all that. And um, <laughs> well, so, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. going to be great. Well, is it? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. You know, is it? Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> that, that's going tonight. And I will tell you this: the Taz, his little group, which they don't leave them up there long. The three ropes don't get up there long, which is wise. Their song's about a minute and a half. Yeah. But uh, it involves bells that they're supposed to ring. Oh. So I don't, I don't feel because I mean, it, I'm looking for right when the little bells ring, and he will go into some of his martial arts Spider-Man slash Power Ranger moves. <laughs> And uh, that, no, let, let me tell you something. My whole day consists of him either in a Power Ranger outfit or a Spider-Man outfit doing martial arts throughout the house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I'm serious. I mean, how about our neighbors think that the only thing our son wears is masks? They don't even know what he looks like. You know what I mean? That's because every, every time they've seen him, he's either in a Power Ranger helmet or, or he's in the Spider-Man mask. And this is what this is what you hear inside. You know, like that. And he's doing kicks and flies and, and all kinds of moves. And it's uh, you know, it's, so I, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'll, I'll have y'all a full report tomorrow. But, Absolutely, that'll yeah. be great. Yeah, well, I think I think we're supposed to talk about you know, you, it's time to spend time with family, and the greatest gift is Jesus, and he keeps working spaghetti in there and trying yeah. to sing Jingle Bell Rock. So hopefully. Hope, hopefully we it'll all. You know, I'll, I'll capture it too tonight on on DVD. So if it's oh, wow. if it's precious, I'll bring it. Oh, in. Please do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah. And people are asking the nativity scene outside is the one I told the story about taking them to last year, where they ended up having to take a TT in the manger. So um, <laughs> the uh, that was uh, you know let's get hey let's let's get on behind let's get on behind the stable. You know what I mean? Go in. Oh my God! Yeah, well, I didn't realize we were that close, but <laughs> where was he when that happened? Yeah, well, wow. so uh, so we'll see how how all what do you that, think that camel's thinking out there right now. Oh, I'm glad hey, I'm what? not. I'm glad I'm not in Iraq. <laughs> 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 well, they don't have giant camel eating spots. <laughs> uh, best thing I got to worry about here's a tick. Prater, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you. Or some fat guy wanting to ride me. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. There's snow on the ground And out in California The sunshine's falling down And maybe down in Memphis 
she's all in lights And in Atlanta, Georgia There's peace on 18 minutes tonight. past the hour You're listening to the best of Rick and Bubba show Christmas in Dixie Thank you so much for tuning in as always We thank you and are very so thankful for you uh, Here on the Rick and Bubba show It's a Cook's Pest Control Best of Rick and Bubba Merry back Christmas on January the 6th uh, you know, we get a lot of these here from time to time, and we try to get them all in because every year we did another Twas the Night Before Christmas reading. Uh, this one here, we had a, a specific year requested. Uh, the year was 2003. Take a listen to this best of moment here. Right, we're about to go into what has become has become a staple on the Rick and Bubba show, and that is all the Rick and Bubba characters uh, doing a rendition of uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, this will feature Dickie Nadmeyer, Michael Jackson, Good Old Boy Homeboy Theater, Bill Clinton, John Madden, Dr. Phil, Car Wash Joe, Bucky Beaver, Stewart, Mike Tyson, J-O-N joins it this year along with Madden, uh, Germans, Dippin' Dan, and then, uh, of course, everybody together. And remember, we are not professionals. We just play them on the radio. This, this is done live. It happens as it happens. Some years we really dial in. Other years we leave you wanting a little more. Sure, promise. sure. But that's all right. So, uh, so I here, feel like this may be one of those years. All right, let me make sure I got everything <laughs> dialed in since uh, we, you and I will be doing multiple characters during this. <laughs> <All right. laughs> let, let me see here. Are we ready? All right, twas the night before Christmas, the Rick and Bubba players. Hey, I'm Dickie Nedmeyer. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was even stirring. Not even one of them mouses. And, you know, I think about mouse, I think about Mickey Mouse, and I start thinking about how come Disney said, let's have children love a mouse. Stockings were hung by the chimney with care, and Phyllis's big booty had put them there in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would arrive. <laughs> the children were all nestled all snug in their bed. Who had that a sweet thought? <laughs> so wrong. But nothing happened. While visions of sugar plums danced in their head. I just love the children. And I love all the children of the world. They are future, Rick. You know that? <laughs> Rick, have you looked at the man in the mirror lately? <laughs> I wish you would. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap. <laughs> I just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Oh, me again. Yeah. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the... Pausing, as we do in theater circles, this is called a sasur. Master. <laughs> Homeboy Theater, D. I heard something outside, so I got up to see what was going on. I was about to call 5 but they had to turn off my phone. <laughs> Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the... Sash D Away to the whistle I flew like a flizzle <laughs> To open the shizzle And threw up my sizzle 
This former leader of the free world, Billy C. The moon on the breast. Ah, oh, yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. The moon on the breast. It's according to what your definition of moon is. You follow? Of the new falling snow. Gave the luster of a midday objects below. Went to my wondering eyes, you know, they do wonder. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Would you like to intern at the White House with you? All right, back to it. With a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick. I knew in a moment it must be my, I mean, St. Nick. And then more rapid than, than, than eagles, it, it made the choristers they came. And he, he, he whistled, you know, whistling. <laughs> when he whistled, and he shouted, and he, he called him, called him by name. And then he, there was there was Dasher over there, and then there, right there there was Dancer, and then over there there was Prancer. And then he, he looked right there, Vixen, and then boom, there came Comet. And then there was Cupid. I mean, Cupid the reindeer, not the little guy with the bow and arrow. And then Blitzen. But he, I mean, you would think Blitzen would be coming faster than he was. I mean, because he sounds like a Blitz. I mean, but he, he was just coming normal speed with the other guys. So then. To the top of the porch and, uh, and to, to the top of the wall and the dashway, uh, boom, dashway, whap, and then <laughs> pow, dashway off. <laughs> now, folks, as dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, no, I don't know how Oprah's do it, <laughs> when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers, you know, they flew <laughs> with a sleigh full of toys. And you know the big jolly fella, St. Nicholas, who I love, and I hope you do, unless you're having some kind of family issue, <laughs> too. Thanks, Dr. Phil. <laughs> and then in a twinkling, I heard up on the... <laughs> Prancing and pulling and one in the roof. Oof. As I drew in my head and my Jaguar, which ain't built around me because I'm hard, was turning around down the car where St. Nicholas shut her down with a bomb. <laughs> he was dressed all in fur from his head to his. But darn good-looking outfit, I might add. <laughs> and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and, gotta be careful saying this one, soot. <laughs> a bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his tree sack. <laughs> Stuart? Hi, fellas. How are you? We're fine, Stuart. We're in the middle of Twas the Night. Do your part. That was Bucky. That reminds me of a poem. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Listen. Santa's eyes, oh, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses. His nose like a cherry. Well, who doesn't like cherries? For one. And his stroll little mouth, keywords little mouth, was drawn up like a bow. And that beard of his chin. Had a beard on his chin. Whatever it was, it was white as snow. Thank you, Stuart. From where he tell where Mike Tyson. <laughs> Stump of his pipe, he'll tighten his teeth. I crack his teeth. 
I'm a camarada. Santa, you know what I want for Christmas? People to punch. <laughs> and the smoke is circled around his head like a wreath. Uh, one of those precarious wreaths. <laughs> he had a broad face and round with a belly. Sook me laugh like, like a bowl full of jello. <laughs> jelly. No J O N. He was chubby and plump. A right jolly old elf. Santa Claus, you're calling yourself chubby? That's like Bubba saying he's nothing like Cassie Mae Gifford. <laughs> plump. That's like Rick and Bubba saying that they're funny. Okay. <laughs> and then I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. How can you not laugh at this guy? He's got one go-to set of clothes. He never shaves. He never tucks in his shirt. He goes to everyone else's house and eats milk and cookies but his own. And he works one night a year. I figured it out. Santa Claus is Cassio Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not a word. <clears throat> wait, 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 you're doing Mike Tyson again. What if Mike Tyson was a German? You would punch me and you would like it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I don't know how to speak German. <laughs> he spoke not a word. Thank you. You do a line, I'll do it. Let me hear you do it one time. He spoke not a word. He went straight to his work. And he filled out his stockings and then he turned with a jack. And laying his finger aside his nose like Phil Marshall Van Buren used to do often. And giving a nod, he rode up the strength of his I'm doing English accents. Too much poem. Too much poem. Too much poem. He... Come on, dip it down. Let me get my teeth in the right place. He spun to his sleigh. <laughs> to his teams, he gave a whistle. You done with that, son? Can you put a cup in that for Daddy? Put it. <laughs> I need a, yeah, let me borrow that cup. But. <laughs> and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all. And to all a good. From the Rick and Bubba Show, Twas the Night of the Woo! There it is. 2003 was the year. <laughs> a lot of fun, and it continues each and every year on the big year ender. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Cook's Pest Control, best of, is live. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. And what have you done? Another year over A new one just begun So this is Christmas I hope you have fun Near and the dear Five minutes till top of the hour. It is the Cook's Pest Control Best of. 
hope all of you are enjoying the week, and we thank you for being a part of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba back on January the 6th. Well, raise your hand if you've been to Christmas parades. <laughs> Here's Rick and Bubba's opinion. <laughs> I don't understand. They're, they're, they're moving dinner parties is what they but, are. We're, 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 what I love is the guy that's the MC of the Christmas parade. And I don't know who the guy was, but you know I'm not on him or whatever. Uh, he, he seemed as if he was in radio. And and he was going over the top. Oh, look what we got coming up here! It's some angels, you know. He was going over the top. So successful like, older white guy. I, was, that, I think it could have been him. That, it could have been. I tell you, welcome. Here comes. Uh, well, this is the fifteenth car with a piece of poster board on the side. What does that say? <laughs> All right. Well, good. Here comes the local bank. That's exciting. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Why do, why do I want to see a car with, with somebody from the hey, bank in it? Everything was exciting to him. <laughs> oh, look, Tommy, they're throwing out savings bonds good for $20 in the year 2050. All right, here comes our ninth band playing the same song. All right, Jingle Bells. All right. What do we have here? <laughs> what do we have here? Here's, you know, here's uh, a float that they look like on Wednesday. They said, we're done with it. <laughs> We, uh, what we is that thing they built back there, Paul? <laughs> I don't know. It's either Jesus or a snowman. <laughs> Little hard to tell. Uh, we've always watched part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV, but we were fortunate enough to get to go to it one year. Yeah. And now, I see, now you, that's a parade. Oh, Rick, yeah. I'm going to tell you, now unbelievable. Now see, you unbelievable. can get me to that. Because that, this, that, that you, delivers. When you have balloons that are like 10 stories See, tall. See, that's a parade. That yeah. is, and, and they're battling the wind a little bit. Oh, yeah. That is good. I know it's terrible, but I love wanting to get, get away from somebody. You know, I'd love to see what would happen if one actually got away. Well, it's different when you look and there is a, what, 15-story high, you know, bullwinkle? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Now, that's a parade. That's as, as opposed to, here comes the 4-H club. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Rick. Don't be screwed, on Christmas. Get your shovels Santa's out. Santa's not going to be happy. All right, here comes 150 people just wanting to ride their horse. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned not to put the band behind them. Can, can I tell you a funny one? In the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the year I was there, and it's been a few years ago, they, they have a lot of stars on the floats, you know? One of the one of the groups performing on one of the floats was this new upcoming group that had like one hit and it was called Boys to Men. Right? How funny oh, was that? that? That that is good. And we were all like, now, "Who are they?" <laughs> we, they said, "But it says they're up." Well, let's get a picture of them. And you go, "Oh my gosh, it was Boys oh, my- to Men, the young the young years." Stand by, guess who it was doing the announcement at the parade. Last night? Yes. D. <laughs> what are you talking about? Chuck in Hoover says he knows who was the announcer. <laughs> Chuck, who was it? Hey, um, he's a DJ here in town. By the way, I saw Don Juan last night, and you would have thought he was eight years old the way he was jumping on that candy. Well, sure. Well, I, had my kid, I had my kids with me, and he was jumping up and down. I said, look I, at that. I That's got Don excited. Juan from Rick and Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the guy that was doing the announcing, he's a country. He's on a country station here in town. His name is called Dollar Bill Lawson. He's with well, Patty. You know, we Patty know, and Dollar Bill. Yeah, we did know he, Bill Lawson. Did he seem to get kind of nervous when the livestock came by? Well, you know, the funny thing was that we were kind of, we were real close to the announcing stage, and he just, it's like there were a lot of gaps in the parade, so he was trying to, I guess, elaborate time because he was, you know, like, he would say, here's so-and-so, and 
or here's yeah. the mayor right. of Octavia, and then it, there'll it, be a big gap, and then it, he'd have to think of something to say. Well, that's it's, another it's, one. Who, you know, who cares? Who wants to see the mayor? Who cares? It, you know what? It's the ultimate uh, uh, door prize drawing, Rick. Exactly. You know, and and here, and here, yeah, how do you get your kids excited? Look, kids, there's the mayor. The kids yeah, don't care. Exactly. Exactly. And like the funny thing, like I live Rick, in Denver, I love to say and, the mayor. Like I, I live in <laughs> I Denver, and all the all the big people were riding in like these convertible Beetles that Royal Olds had donated. Sure. And so then here comes Hoover's mayor. Why is Hoover's mayor in the Vestavia parade? Yeah, well, see, we don't have a parade in Hoover. Who? We don't have one. Well, the, Hoover. shouldn't Hoover have a parade? My gosh, it's like it's about nearly as big as Birmingham. I bet. <laughs> I bet the mayor of Hoover was very popular in Vestavia since they just beat them to go to the state championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Do you think yeah. people threw stuff they threw at candy it? at yeah. the mayor? <laughs> in Alabama, that's one of the biggest high school rivals, and they played in double overtimes and all that. If I was the Hoover mayor, I'd go, you don't think I'm going to pass on the best David Christmas parade since we yeah. won in double overtime? Yeah. I mean, that's like President Bush going to Baghdad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, you've got to kind of sneak in there and sneak back out. Yeah. Hey, one other, one other thing I wanted to mention to you, and this doesn't have anything to do with the parade, and I tried to get through to y'all last night. Y'all were talking about, um, you know, when Bush went to Iraq and talking about the, the British plane that flew by. On Friday, in case y'all didn't know, um, Ollie North sat in for Sean Hannity. And Ollie North was on that plane. It was the Concorde. And he said when he flew by, he was talking to the pilots, and the pilots were saying, hey, we think that was Air Force One. And Ollie goes, that was Air Force One. <laughs> oh, really? So they passed each other in the air, and he was talking about that on Friday. How bizarre that Ollie was on that plane and happened to be Thanks, in Chuck. the cockpit at that exact moment. Now, that's bizarre. Well, and, and so wouldn't that kind of debunk this rumor coming out today saying that didn't happen? I mean, if Oliver North know. saw it, I mean. I don't know. Hmm? It, it really doesn't matter. He went to Baghdad. Right. We know that part. Kevin in Coleman, Alabama. Kevin, how you doing? How about that new grill Bill Lawson got at the expense of that bull? You know, I, that, he was. that's why I said that, because he did have an unfortunate uh, bull riding accident. Yeah, uh, bad. Real bad. I mean, the yeah, bull like, nearly bad. killed him, and it was like a, it was a rodeo where they were going to do some kind of just promotion. Remember, they asked us if we wanted to ride on the bull, and we said no, and I think Bill yeah. Lawson will agree we were right. Oh, I, mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't ride on anything without a clutch. I did one time for John Kroll, and I'll never do it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're very thankful he's all right, but he, yeah. he got oh. hurt real bad by that. So and, I, I'm not know, sure. I'm oh, not yeah. sure I'd want to see the the horses and and cows coming my way after no, that. No, no, no. I don't even know what I'd want a hamburger. You know, one of your camaraderies or one of your pals up there on one of your sister stations did the same thing in uh, the Civic Center. Really? So yeah. we've had more that, than one radio person get nearly killed by a bull, Mister Curry. Tony, well, Tony. I mean, the fact that yeah. Tony lives through the weekend is, is always something. His nose held him up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Tony's next so door Tony, right now, filling in for Jay Barker, and he can't believe he's here. Tony, <laughs> is he really is he here in the morning? Yeah, Tony Curry rode a bull. That's what I guess. There's so many good ones right now. Please, I'm trying to be a better person. I know you are, yeah. Patrick in in Seneca, South Carolina. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how y'all doing? We're great. doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I agree with Rick. I used to live in uh, Miami, Florida, and we used to have the big uh, Orange Bowl parade. When we moved up here to South Carolina, they said, well, you got to come to our little Christmas parade. I went, and it lasted like five seconds, and it was nothing but candy and the 4-H. I agree. I mean, it's not a parade. Uh, listen, all you parade haters, just <laughs> shut it down, okay? Look, well, well Santa is watching, well, and he's taking notes. If y'all don't like the parade, go to the house. Well, what we're saying us is... parade people want to be out there. But for you parade people, don't y'all want us to demand that parades get back to top quality? No, I'll be honest with you. There's some comedy relief 
uh, in my world to see some of the things that make the parade. I mean, and, and you know, and I like an old car as good as anybody else. <laughs> But uh, 500 of them, I think, might be a little much. You know, but now I love the parade. And here comes, all right, it's another Model T. All right. <laughs> all if right. anybody ought to hate parades, it ought to be Speedy because he, he actually broke down the uh, the uh, oh, funmobile yeah. in oh, one the, and smoked out. Smoked out. Yeah, yeah, we actually have um, we have that on tape, and we'll play that when you guys are on vacation. We Don Juan and I, we didn't have any mosquitoes. There was so much smoke, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but yeah, kids were running from us. Y'all cause people to hate parade. Yeah. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's the best time of the year I don't know, I think they're kind of slow But they're full of cheer Have a Rick and Bubba Christmas And when you walk down the street Tell the folks about these two yokes They make your day complete Ten minutes until top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cook's Pest Control Best Of. I am Speedy Rick and Bubba off till January the 6th. So uh, between uh, myself and Helmsy and Greg, we're all holding the fort down. Plus there'll be some replays on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. But uh, we the, we hope uh, all of you have a great Christmas as always. Um, this one here is Rick talking about um, you know Christmas lists, uh, Santa visits, and all that kind of good stuff. And as a, as a parent, you know how that goes. Take a listen. What that usually means is it's uh, taking the kids to see Santa. Uh, you know, you write the letters, but you got to make sure you go see Santa too and, and all this. And, you know, whenever you have small children, you never know how this is going to go. I mean, it, it can be good. It can be, it can be bad. Um, and we, we see this a lot too. There, there's, there's hype, and then sometimes just because they're excited in, in the van. And even going across the parking lot does not mean they'll be excited when no. they get there. Um, and you always need to listen because, uh, you know, the kids could ask Santa for something that he may be bringing to your house. And if you're not, don't know what's up, you, you won't, you as a parent won't be ready. You'll even right. be surprised. Yeah. You'll even be yeah. surprised. Um, so we get ready to go, you know, and, uh, we've got the older kids and you know, they're wondering, do they have to sit on Santa's knee? And of course I say, absolutely. Sure. You know, the, the, oh, well, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have the, the five and the three, the killer bees. Uh, all going after church, we're going to go by and see Santa and try to beat the crowd because you know people will will mob Santa. Yes, and you, well, he's in demand this you, time. And you can stand there a while if you don't play it right. No. So uh, so we uh, we think after church, even before eating, we'll see Santa and then eat there at at the mall. Um, you didn't even do that for fall ball. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we're um, we're headed over and and you know I love the hop in the car. I'm I'm the kind of dad. Any event, I believe in pre-hop. I believe in working the kids into a frenzy. 
Now it can backfire on you if you're that kind of dad because if what you're promoting doesn't happen, or like Zoo Light Safari, yeah, yes, or like, Santa's on a break, yes. See, and yeah. I thought about that when we were getting close, but I started looking, going, "Wow, Santa, you think he's ready?" But so we get ready. <laughs> My concern, of course, would be Taz. I knew Big Love can handle it. He's a he's kind of a Santa veteran. Taz, I didn't know how he would go. Three years old, he's and, strong enough now to hurt. Yeah, and and <laughs> in the past has been very. Very iffy on on Santa. He, he he likes to talk about him. He likes to let him take care of him. But see him in person, that's a whole different game. And um, so we get there, and, and coming across the parking lot, Big Love is excited. And I even saw Taz jump up in the air one time, both feet coming off, and said, Yoo-hoo! I said, well, this is going to wow. this, this going, this going go well. So, uh, so we get there. We're in line. And just as we turn the corner, and, he, you know, there's just that, that time. You know, when, when he sees the man himself. And then I go, hey, guys, there he is. You know, and I've got Big Love on my shoulders we can see. And Brody wants Boomer to put him on his shoulders where he can see. And we get him up. And as soon as he sees him, he goes, and he bares his head. Oh, no. <laughs> and we go, oh, boy, here we go. He's not all talk, is he? Here we go. Bailing out. Oh, no. So then he wants down. So we put him down, and he says, I'm going to hide behind my daddy. And he goes over and gets behind me, behind my legs, and hides. I'm going to give him behind my daddy. <laughs> and, and so I'm going, oh, no. You know, so we're like, of course, Big Love, he's ready. He's, I mean, we're, we're having to hold him like, like right. you know, okay. he said, buddy, if I can get on that knee, because I know this is the closer. I've written my letter. I, I keep announcing it, but I, he he has to know. Right. right. You know, so, and, and I don't know. Because, I mean, there's a lot of mail. Yeah. You know, a letter could get lost. You're right. Sure. That's could. North Pole, you know. Or an elf could read it and not, not deliver the message. Right. So I get there. So now, Taz, I'm holding him, and he's buried his head into my shoulder. And we step out. Big Love runs right up there, jumps up on his knee. He's ready. He's ready to begin. So all of a sudden, I turn him around where he can see it, and I have to do this. I said, you don't want to blow this. You need, you need to tell him. And he goes, hey, Santa. Like that. So, so we, Behind your knee still? Yeah, well, look, it buried into my shoulder. Yeah, okay. so, so then I put him down, and it's like he was horrified, but it's like it was like Mama's little man was like, I, I got to do it. And we set him in there, look, and he's got that little face on like, I am trying not to cry, and I'm not going to cry. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell Santa what I want. And, and he's just, look, and, and even you can see him in the picture, he's looking like I could break, and you're just going, hang in there, little buddy. Hang in there, little buddy. So all of a sudden, I'm more concentrated on that, and all of a sudden, I hear Big Love. If you're new to the program, Big Love is an animal expert. And anything he wants revolves around animals, usually. He asked for an alpaca, didn't he? You're close. I've never even heard of this dog. He asked Santa, hear me now, for a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. <laughs> what is that? Is it the Cocker family? Uh, yes, um, I would like, you know how he talks so proper. I would like a King Charles, uh, I, I would like a uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. How about the name was so long, I just called Sherry before I went on to ask her what he said again. And I'm looking, even Santa cuts his eyes at me like, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, you know. And you had your, your hope set on a beagle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel? Rick, we'll search it. We'll find I, it. I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. We'll get the temperament and everything for it, Sa- Rick. Santa looked at me like, you know, you going to give me some help here? And I'm, I'm like, um, yeah. And then uh, Taz, of course, wants anything Power Ranger, any, anything. Um, you know, it, it's just maybe – 
karate kick in Santa's knee, you know, when it, when he finally got comfortable and he started all of his moves on what he wanted and, and, and all that was not the way to go. But um, we got the picture made. Of course, the picture looks great, you know, and then, of course, I had to tell the teenagers, y'all not going to tell Santa what you want. You know, and they all think they're too cool for Santa. Sure, oh, sure. You know, that, except for Blake. You know, he, he climbed there at 6'2", about 200, nearly crushed Santa. But, uh, so we've, Santa we, probably hopes Brandy wants to tell him something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of looked at Santa like, Brandy, won't you stand behind him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, honey, why don't you get over there behind Santa where he can't touch you? Uh, by the way, this well, is, you hate Santa's opening line to be, hey, nice skirt. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just. No, no it was okay. Well, t- Tyler doesn't want much. He told uh, Santa that he wants a, uh, a go-kart. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he, he didn't want much. No, and, um, no. Well, he not a big Christmas. No. Just a and, go-kart. Yeah, just a go-kart and a uh, dirt bike, too, if that would work out. And um, <laughs> and uh, and then um, I asked him if he had seen the mudslide. And, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, so, uh, and then J.C. And, and also wants Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, of J- all kinds. J.C., uh, uh, you know. I, I kind of wish we wouldn't add the yellow one to the list. Yeah. Really. Um, J.C. Uh, told uh, – uh, Santa Claus what he wanted and then got down off his lap and walked to the exit of the Santa area and then stopped around and looked at Santa and said, what's my power ranges? You know, he thought yes. he was, and I, you got to wait for Christmas day. Yes. We went uh, to JC, some of that. You can't, he didn't just give it to See, you. See, right it's a there. drive-through mentality we've developed yeah. in this country. It's even obvious in the children. Yeah. Yes. Uh, same thing. Uh, Taz and, and Big Love thought the presents came now. And then we go home. We've got presents under the tree now. Yeah. They're under the tree. Like presents from like mom and daddy and stuff like from that. From me and stuff. And uh, his quote was, which one of those has my Cavalier King Charles Spaniel in? I said, well, none, none of those has it in there. That's a, that's a Santa thing. Yeah. yeah. Undoubtedly, he didn't believe me since I heard that horrible sound last night. I'm in the kitchen and all of a sudden I hear, I'm like, what is that sound? Around the corner to Big Love sitting on the tree opening gifts. Yeah. What do you get, Rick? Well, he, he got in. He got one. He already got one, I guess. I told him, of course, that meant that it would be taken off the list now, and I would give it to Santa to give to other boys and girls since that was something from us. It was a he was opening little toy, little toy guitar that he wanted. Of course, he, he's already seen it. Opened it right up. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but how about the sound of tearing paper? Yeah. <laughs> and then not knowing what it is. All right, quick update. Um, Tyler messed the uh, – that uh, go-kart up claimed he hit a stump it was a tree he's fine i remember listening back to that now because those are old bits right there and uh i believe that the dog that that rick talked about is the one that's currently chasing chickens Uh, i think i think i got that uh (laughs) so uh, a lot happening there on the old best of rick and bubba replays uh on the uh cook's pest control best of but that'll do it for this hour thank you so much for tuning in as always merry christmas from the rick and bubba show we love you Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.